Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, actually, this is the bag I need to take. Wait, no. This one. You can't have Alexander Wang on your back and Balenciaga on your bag. Seriously? No. Is it like too much? It's too much. A fashion victim? Okay. Don't Lyons called me a fashion victim. One label's fine. Like, you don't need to have, like, it's too much. Jessel works in the fashion industry. Like, what are you doing? Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, our Real Housewives of New York episode. Um, before we get into the episode, I was on yet another podcast this week. I really am very blessed. Um, friend of the pod, Taria, has a podcast called What Else Is Going On? She is such a good time. We talked Bravo News. We talked Roni. We talked Atlanta. So go over there and check it out. We really had a nice conversation. Um, but let's get into New York. Shall we? Let's head over to the Hamptons, actually, because Aaron invites the girls over to stay with her in the Hamptons. A rony throwback, but we're doing something different. This is not like, you know, even though she is a Republican, the House doesn't have sort of the Reagan-era vibe that Ramona's had, if you know what I mean. It's just like, it's, it's old money, but it's fresh money. And I like that. I feel a little bit more comfortable here. Like, I feel like if I stayed at Ramona's house, she would look at me and forget that I was, like, a cast member and ask me if I, like, where's your uniform for the past apps? You know, like, I would just be scared. Whereas, like, here, Aaron, I feel like they probably paid rap music here at some point. And, yeah, I just feel a little bit more more comfortable. But anyway... Sai is driving up with Uba and Jessel. Jessel. 
So I brings you guys eight bags for a three-day trip. We're talking luggage. We're talking garment bags with multiple pieces, like heavy, heavy amounts of stuff. Size isn't a confessional. I've been in the Hamptons. I know what it is. So I'm packing for the moods here. We got super glamorous, cranky bitch, country club, equestrian life, round the way girl, Williamsburg hipster, and Upper East Side rich bitch. I'm not hearing one thing of um, where you live, girl. <laughs> you don't live in Williamsburg. But anyway, um, the back is so full. The trunk, they're having to put things in the front seat with the driver. You can't even see out the rear view window. Like, it's a hot mess. Bryn is not there, which I think people were really upset about. But I actually find that maybe it was for the best. Because Bryn really, like... Not for nothing, like, and I, I, like, thank her for that. She took up a lot of space in the first episode. So I think it's kind of nice to see the other cast and see how they all get along. Like, she just, like, you know, she she fills a room. Who, who can turn the world on with your smile? Bryn Whitfield. And so it's kind of nice to let other people shine. You know what I mean? I think it was for the best. But she's probably going to come back. I mean, it looks like she's in the preview for next episode, right? So not for long. We're in Sag Harbor. Aaron is giving everybody their monogrammed pajamas, putting them on the beds for the rooms that they're going to be staying in. And Aaron is trying to like explain her relationship to the Hamptons. Um, long story short, she's rich. Her parents are rich. Her husband's rich. Her husband's parents are rich. And so it's all she knows. And she got this gorgeous house by, um, gentrifying bushwick it sounds like and then using that money for this mansion you know this light work right erin says in a confessional she's not trying to have cheesegate 2.0 so she got caviar thinking that this would be safe and i think it ended up turning her into a tizzy more than she ever anticipated <laughs> So in the car, Uba's telling the girls that it was actually really hard to get her to stay in the house because she likes to be on her own, go to a hotel. But, like, it's that balance between I don't want to be offensive and let people think that I, like, don't think their shit is good. But it was a struggle for her. But then she notices that, speaking of, you know, being comfortable in your own space, Sai brought a whole uh, six-pack of Charmin <laughs> because she says... I don't know what kind of ply Aaron might be having. And then she says, listen, I used to grow up on one ply. I've elevated my lifestyle and therefore I'm going to elevate my toilet paper. I feel you, girl. <laughs> However, I mean, listen, I was telling Taria that I very highly doubt that Aaron would have one ply. But you know what? Those rich people, they really get you with the okie doke. They screw up in ways that you would not think. You wouldn't think. Maybe Scott all up in that bathroom. She could be right about that. I'm like a little bit on size side, but I'm also like, girl, we also saw a flashback of you telling Aaron, um, if you don't have one ply, this is going to be a problem. So, okay. I don't know if y'all saw this, but Sai was doing an interview where she said that she and Bryn are no longer besties. That we get to the end of the season and it's a wrap. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing how that happened. And Sai was blaming Bryn. And watch what happens. I'm excited. Then they start talking about, like, what food do you think Aaron's going to have? Do you think we're going to have to stop? Uba really wants to go to this place called Provisions. She's like, God, I just really hope... I really hope it's not cheese. I don't like cheese. And those girls look at her like, oh, it was you. It was you the whole time that didn't like the cheese. Mm -hmm -mm. 
Uba even calls Aaron on the way to ask her how far her house is from provisions. This food shop, because when she hears about this caviar, she's like, "Mm -mm, this is not going to work out for me. Pass. The way that Aaron made such a big deal uh, over this caviar and bringing the lady who, I guess, created the caviar company. And they're having all these conversations about the caviar. And everybody's had caviar. Let's put it on a Pringle. Let's put it on a cracker. Let's do this. And let's do that. All these flavor combinations. Put it on some cucumber. Here's a head of broccoli for whatever the fuck reason. Are we supposed to just break that open with our hands? I don't know. Didn't seem like anybody ate it anyway. Moving on. Jenna shows up in the cutest little vintage blue Mercedes. Such a vibe. Jenna says she's never been on a girl's trip. Couldn't remember the last time she had a sleepover unless, you know... I don't know if you can hear that. Things are happening. But here's the thing. She's excited about it. Erin... I like... I feel like I don't like the way Erin talks about Jenna. (laughs) It just feels very like, I don't know, she made such a big deal, a big deal about the fact that she doesn't like that particular stuff. And um, and she talks like about how she has a relationship with Jenna, but like the rest of the girls don't. But like, I don't know, just the way she kind of talks about it, like there's something weird about Jenna. Like, I'm so glad they're going to get an opportunity to see her because she's usually like not that friendly or like whatever. I don't know. I don't, whatever she said, I didn't like it. And she said something else that like, I wouldn't have liked that if I were Jenna either, but we'll talk about that later. Aaron tries to feed Jenna some caviar with dill on it. As soon as Jenna notices, she's like, "Mm -mm, absolutely not. She snatches her arm back and is like, (laughs) she calls Aaron a hoe bitch. You're a fucking hoe bitch. (laughs) And then says dill can kiss her ass as far as she's concerned. And it doesn't need to be on a planet. Jenna's super nervous that she's going to be awkward or say something stupid or need like alone time. But she's cautiously excited I feel like we gotta meet people where they're at because I'm very much a person who's like, what do they call it? Like an extroverted introvert where I'm cool being social, but like I also, my social battery can go down so quickly without even knowing it, like it real bad. And so I just need some alone time and it can give the vibe that like, I'm not having fun, but I just need to be quiet or like do my wordle something. I just need space. And I'm feeling Jenna on that. And then Jenna really cracked me up by asking Aaron, what special stuff do I get for being here early? I'm here before everybody else. What do I get for it? And Aaron's like, what? You want more caviar? She's like, "Mm, I'll take that. Back in the car, the girls are trying to guess, what do you think we're going to be doing on this trip? What do you think is going to be happening? And Jessel, I don't know how this, how we get here. Jessel ends up telling the ladies that she has not had sex since the babies. These are one-year-old twins that she has. Size like, huh? <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, your children are one. You're kidding. You're kidding, right? Uba's very confused. She's like, I thought the whole point of getting married was that you get laid all the time. What? And then Sai is in a, also in a confessional like, who doesn't get their pipes cleaned in a year by their husband? Poor girl. So Zai is asking Jessel, why are you guys not having sex? And Jessel's like, well, we're both exhausted. You know, it's just like a lot going on. But Zai's like, yeah, but the sex is what keeps your relationship together. If two things are fucked up, like sex or finances, it's over. Donezo. 
And this really reminds me of this TikTok that I thought was so funny. It was this man saying that we as a culture, as a nation, need to bring back white American vernacular because he called it WAVE. (laughs) W-A-V-E. And one of his top examples was Dunzo and how much like black people really love to use that word Dunzo. (laughs) Y'all need to bring it back because we've been, y'all been resting on your laurels for quite a while now i need it back kristen cavallari get her a mic pack and, and a and a encyclopedia let's get to work jessel tells the ladies that she's like self-conscious about her c-section scar and like it's still kind of raw and odd down there but they ask if he's still getting head and jessel says yes taria and i both agreed that the way she answered that did not seem like a correct answer i don't think he does i don't think they're doing anything listen this is not my world i'm I'm not of of the wife and mother uh faction demographic this doesn't sound great it doesn't sound great because it's not giving to me like we've had a conversation about this and everything's totally fine and he's like gonna wait for me to like feel better or like meet me where I'm at or something like that. This is giving like, we're not talking about it and it's a thing and it's a thing. And I'm trying not to make it a thing because I like kind of don't know you guys. And also we're about to be on national television, but it's a thing. It's, it feels like a thing. And I really like, I saw a lot of people saying last week that they felt like Jezel's relationship, her marriage was the one that was not going to be, you know, like maybe we might get to the reunion or season 15 and uh, we might get an announcement. And I was like, eh, I don't know. But then I saw this and I was like, oh, uh-oh, uh-oh, spaghetti-o. <laughs> not great, not great. But Jezel says in a confessional, I'm not worried about my marriage, famous last words. I know he can perform, famous last words. I know I'm good. Again, it's just, you know, we need a little kick up the butt. Zai asks if they can go lingerie shopping. Maybe we can find something to cover your scar, you know, like make you feel good. And Uba's like, yeah, yeah, just find something with a hole. (laughs) My only advice to Jessel is like, if you're trying to get your love life back, don't get in a bathtub in front of the cameras because we've had enough. Don't try to do it. Let's not, I don't want to see a sexy dance. I don't want to see you feed him anything. We've been burned enough. Tree and Joe, that whole scene is just like seared into my membrane and I want it out. Ramona and Mario, when she tried to give him that lap dance and rubbed all over his hairy chest. (laughs) Please don't do it. Please don't do it. Please, 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 please. They finally get to Aaron's. When Aaron opens the door to greet them, she takes one look at that six pack of Charmin and goes, you fucking piece of little shit. And then in a confessional, she's like, listen, I was taught not to show up anywhere empty handed, but I'd rather be empty handed than have you bring me toilet paper. And it's like, well, it's not for you. (laughs) It's for her. The ladies get settled in. They start talking about how like Jenna also has this like super cute Hamptons house, but that she doesn't really have anything there because at first she had been renting it and then her mom got sick. And I guess she was like helping her mom. Things didn't, things, uh, didn't progress. What am I talking about? Like things went downhill very quickly with, with Jenna's mother. So she ended up passing away. We found out that she passed away like six weeks prior to them sitting down and filming this. Right. 
Josiah asks Jenna, were you close to your mom? And Jenna's like, no, 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 not at all. So she explains that her mom had an Asperger's diagnosis. She was on the spectrum. So they never had a close connection. And then in a confessional says that her mom used to get called out a lot for being like cold or weird, but she hadn't been diagnosed until much later in life. And how growing up, Jenna was like, she knew that something was missing, but she just figured my family's different. So Jenna is like turning to Jessel and is like, no, that's kind of why I fell apart meeting your mom because your mom is like all I ever wanted. She's beautiful. She like gives me all this attention, very like touch loving and that sort of thing. Aaron says in a confessional, and this is what rubbed me the wrong way. It makes total sense why Jenna's cold because you get glimpses of her that are warm and authentic. And then those things creep in. (laughs) And I know what she's saying. It just, hit my ear a little rude (laughs) you know what I mean like it's not her I mean I know she's not saying it's her fault but it just like to be like oh you get glimpses of warmth and then like you know all her damage creeps through I don't know those things creep in I just you know what I mean it just hit me bad (laughs) anyway Uba's trying to go to provisions she's like I had half a carrot and a banana I'm not eating this caviar I gotta go (laughs) Aaron gets so annoyed in a confessional, like, why do these bitches care so much about food? It's four o'clock. We're having dinner at seven. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I kinda love it. I kinda love that this is a flop. (laughs) And I can't explain why. I can't. It's because I'm a hater. Anyway, Uba's like, I I gotta get out of here. And in a confessional it says, you bitches can starve. I'm out. Sai says, listen, at my house, you get fed, you get drinks, you get nice toilet paper, but that's me. Not everybody can be me. So Sai ends up telling the ladies that Jezel needs to start spicing things up in the bedroom, right? So Jenna announces, I actually got lingerie for everybody. So it sounds like she went to the store or told the owner like what the vibe of all the girls was and it was like hey just pick up something that seems appropriate right so Aaron asks I okay when is the last time you had sex and Sai or not Sai Aaron asks Jezel when was the last time you had sex and Jezel's like oh it's been a while like since both babies and Aaron's like wait 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 (laughs) I need to understand this like like actually (laughs) And then in a confessional, she's like, I'm like that emoji, like the mind blown emoji. So it kind of seems like at first she told the ladies that it had been a year, 
But then I think she said that it's been since she, like, started having babies. Or, like, I don't know. It sounds like it's maybe been, like, two years. Like, maybe they weren't having sex for her pregnancy. And then also afterwards. That's a while, girl. That's a while. And she's like, you guys, I don't sleep. I don't eat. And Sai's like, girl, those kids go to bed at night. Get a shower. Aaron's asking, do you even have a vibrator? And Jasmine's like, no. Maybe I should think about getting one. You're not even like, are we masturbating? Are we exploring our own sexuality? Like, what's happening here? So then Jenna brings in the lingerie for like Aaron, Cy, and Jezel. And they're pulling it out and like they're so happy. Aaron's got this cute, like golden black two piece number. Cy's got this really sexy black bustier thing. And then Jezel unpacks hers and goes, What? How come they get all these sexy things and I have this? It's like a negligee, like a long, like kind of old school green and black number. And she is like not happy. So in a confessional, she's like, it's this green thing. Like if you look at my Instagram, I feel like I put off fun, sexy vibes. But it's like in real life, you don't. Maybe you think you are, but it's, and the examples were like, I don't know if I'm getting like fun or sexy. I'm getting beautiful woman, certainly fashionable, elegant, fun. I'm not sure. So they're talking strategy like, oh, when we get home, we'll try on the lingerie later. And Jenna's like, no, 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 I'm I'm not going to try it. Like, it's just a private thing. If you guys want to put out, it's just like a nice gift. We don't have to do all this. And then she opens up about how, uh, you know, she's got this genetic disorder. And I believe she talked about it on the view where I guess she said her teeth are fake. Her hair's fake. She's got scars all over. And I'm like, girl, where are you getting these hair pieces from? Cause it's truly getting very natural. And I, I want to know more. I really, who, who's your girl? Let me know. Like if that's a wig, that's like a Beyonce level wig. Like where there are like people out there in the world who are just growing their hair out specifically for Jenna. Like, is that what's happening? <laughs> It's a, if that's a wig, that is a damn good wig. The moment of the episode goes to the single camera that had to go with Uba to provisions only to find out that it was already closed. <laughs> and then she calls Aaron and is like, it's closed, those motherfuckers. Ugh. Aaron really laughed at that. My other moment of the episode goes to Jenna, who on the way out to dinner <laughs> sees Jezel and goes, No. <laughs> Just no, no, you can't have on Alexander Wang on your back and Balenciaga on your, Balenciaga on your bag. And thank you. Someone on Twitter, I wish I remembered who said something along the lines of like, they're hoping that Jenna is ushering in the like paring down of the labels, labels, labels era of housewives. Thank you so much, Erica Jane, for bringing that one in. And I could not agree more, like, except for Dorit. Except for Dorit. I want to see Dorit in like, like she was a BravoCon in a full Balenciaga looking like an alien with, with, with Jamie Lee Curtis's wind chime just swinging in the wind. That's what I want. Aside from Dorit, we're done. We're so good. We're so, so good. Some of our greatest moments with these housewives have nothing to do, like our greatest fashion moments with the housewives have nothing to do with labels. You know, like Sky Tops and over, over in Orange County. Statement necklaces. Um, you know, Ramona's whole like true faith jewelry era when she was still married to Mario, like with the crosses and stuff, whatever the fuck Giselle's wearing at any given moment. Like these are the things that we need to appreciate. 
So they go to Topping Rose for dinner. It's just like very, you know, she, 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 see and be seen kind of place, right? Uba. <laughs> Everything that Uba did, said, spoke about, I just wanted to hear more. I just wanted to like, let's open up the book of Uba. And chapter one, verse one is open up your phone and find where North is on your compass app because that's where you need to be fitnessing. <laughs> Dead ass. And Aaron was absolutely right. Like, this is the shit that makes New York great. You just meet people like this. You would never meet them. And you just accept it. You know? You just... It's it's fine. <laughs> I've tweeted about this. Have I talked about this? <laughs> Should I talk about this? My most interesting and unique uh, person in New York that I went on a date with. <laughs> um, this gentleman, God bless him. Um, was like, uh, he was so lovely. He's like, come over, I'll make you a shakshuka. Like, I never had that before. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. (sighs) He was, turns out when I got there, he was married and like, they were divorcing and he had like a bed in the living room. I don't want to get into it. However, (laughs) you think that's weird. Um, he was also informed me over the shakshuka while he was cooking it that he, (laughs) it was a long time ago, Um, that he was in the process of um, trying to regenerate he was Jewish so he had been um, circumcised and he was trying to like regrow the skin and he showed me the book and the manual and how um, he was doing that and it really like you can't regrow skin you know like it's just stretches it's just like stretching what you got to try to like create you know and so that was that was one date and some really good shakshuka, I will say. But it was an experience. And then, <laughs> I forgot this part. The gag is, I was trying to talk to him about it and be like, you know, like, accept your body. Like, it's okay. And I was trying to say, you know, most women prefer circumcised. But I accidentally said uncircumcised. And so he was like, see? See? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, Jesus in heaven. May a man just come to my door and be like, you're done because I cannot date anybody. No more apps for your girl. I can't do it. (laughs) So Jezel, how do we come back from this? Jezel asks Uba, are you looking for North because of Mecca? Like, you want to pray in that direction? And Uba's like, no, no, no. I just like to sit North so I can be reminded to always be myself. (laughs) True North. And then she tries to explain how, you know, in the old days, people would just, like, lick the finger and see where the wind is coming. But, you know, since we've become dumber and dumber and dumber, I have to use a compass on my app. So, (laughs) Uba then says she's not a drinker, doesn't smoke. Jenna also is, like, a teetotaler. Uba says, I've used to drink, but I've only smoked weed once, and it knocked me out. And I just feel like my life is so beautiful that, like... Every time I try to, like, fall out of line, that God just smacks me. And it's like, get back. Can't relate, girl. Can't relate. Because <laughs> one thing about me? No. Um, also, yeah, Jenna's just like, yeah, I don't drink either. I just feel, like, much better, much more in control. I'm an espresso martini girly. I have heard tell of people switching to tequila with the espresso martinis from the vodka, which Jezla orders. I just, uh, that sounds so nasty. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right. So they ask what Aaron, like, what are we doing tomorrow? What's the plan, right? Aaron's like, we're going to be working out. We're going to have breakfast. And here come the complaints. 
we're, I'm not going to eat and then work out. I'm not doing that. So Aaron's like, okay, we'll just have coffee then. Fine. We'll just have black coffee. And then I was like, okay, but is it dreamy? Is it dreamy company coffee? Jenna, I will wake up at seven o'clock and get the coffee that you want. I, I actually don't really want coffee. I got a ginger tea. Oh, oh, I want that too. It's just like everybody over the table. Like, I don't, this plan does not sound great to me. <laughs> Aaron's thwarted once again. Size of strength taking photos of their drinks. And I really had an aha moment with this because as a, somebody, I don't like to, you know, like I know I have this podcast and like it is my job, but like I really struggle with like the labeling behind it because I don't, one, consider myself part of the entertainment industry, like girl, please. Two, I don't really consider myself like a content creator is like the, I will give you that. Because I that I am technically doing that. But, like, I just don't feel like, you know, like, I'm like Jesus. Like, I'm, I'm of this world, but I'm not in the world. I'm in the world, but I'm not of this world. You know, like, I'm just, I don't know what I'm doing. But then Sai talks about, you know, listen, this might look silly, but I'm laughing all the way to the bank. And to be honest, I've had those moments where I'm like, uh, hold up, sir. I gotta talk about something that happened with Brittany and it just be like that sometimes like sometimes I need 10 minutes and you gotta not talk to me because I gotta take a screenshot or whatever you know <laughs> and but you know what cha-ching she's absolutely right and like low-key I gotta have Sai on the podcast she gotta teach me how to set my pussy up she really really does Sai, if you hear me holler at your girl hit me up um so then I start talking about Jezel's love life again right and Jenna's like, no, for real, like, do we need to set up a weekend for you two, you and Pavit, like, without the kids? Like, what's good, right? So then is like, okay, but what was your sex life before you guys were trying for kids? And Jezel says, it was normal, like, you know, like, three, four times a week. <laughs> Uba. It's us once again. Wait, but, like, is that, like, one time a night? Are you guys having sex, like, three or four times a week, but, like, eight times a night? Or is it just once? And everybody, like, a hush befells the table. And they're like, Uba, what are you talking about? You're out here having sex eight times? Uba says she has never once had sex just one time. Never. It's never happened. <laughs> and then Aaron says in a confessional, yeah, I mean, I guess eight times a night is probably pretty easy when you're just starfishing, like you told us last week. Like, yeah, fair enough. But, like, we really got to break this down. Or, like, is these, like, full, you know, like, are these like a full pop? You know what I mean? Are, are we popping eight times? Is he popping eight times? Eight times? Eight? That's that's pretty wild. Uba, if every man that you've had sex with is able to have an orgasm eight times a night, send one of them to my DMs, please. Anyway, um, Jenna's like, okay... Starts talking about her sex life. At first, she's kind of coy. She's like, you guys, it's like, what I'm doing is pretty different from what you guys are doing. Like, it's not really worth comparing, like, how many times I have sex. Because, you know, it's just a different thing. So then Jessel asked her, how did you know? Like, what was the moment for you where you knew that men were not for you any longer? So Jenna says, it's the end of her marriage. Like, it's falling apart. She's having dinner with a friend who's a lesbian and Jenna asks her, what is sex like with a woman? She's like, I was honestly curious. Like, I had no idea. Now, Jenna's saying that this is a, as a 40-year-old woman who's been living in New York at how long at this point had no idea. Because she says it later, 
like, I didn't even know what a lesbian was. Like, I knew that men could be gay, but I didn't know that women could be gay growing up. That is so fascinating to me. That is really, really fascinating. Um, and to be, like, in the fashion world for so long and really have, like, no concept of that is is really interesting. But, yeah, she's asking this girl, what is sex like? And she's like, she got very detailed. We really went into it. And she's like, after we had this conversation, I felt kind of hot. And I never felt that way before. But, like, I also felt like I wanted to kiss her. And then something kind of went off inside me. And then she starts having dreams about this woman. And it turns into a whole thing. So Jenna says in a confessional, something happened when I turned 40. Like, I had this beautiful little boy. I had this great job. But I remember thinking... I don't want to feel this way for another 40 years. I don't know. Like, I'm very, I'm fascinated by Jenna because. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. She does not have a great reputation as a boss. But what I'm seeing on this show, even though she seems like quirky or kooky or whatever, I mean, she's got glasses, I don't know. She's different. She's also very open and very vulnerable, especially for somebody who was outed, really, publicly. For her to, like, be so open about her life, I don't know, I find it very refreshing. So back to Jenna, she's telling the ladies, like, I honestly didn't know that women were gay growing up. Like, the only person who was even remotely gay in my universe, even though she wasn't out at that point, was Billie Jean King. And everybody's like, who? Now, Jenna says in a confessional, I know I'm a little older, but, like, you guys should know who Billie Jean King is. It's kind of an important one. And I'm with you, Jenna. Like, I looked up the ages of these women. Most of them are older than me, except for Aaron. Girl, I know who Billie Jean King is. Certainly you guys should. So Jenna starts talking about how she was basically outed via the New York Post because she had gone out on a date and, like, they weren't flirting or anything, but they were just, you know, like, maybe making eyes at each other. Somebody saw them. A little bit later, she gets a call, said, hey, dial this extension. And on the other line, it's the CEO of J. Crew, the head of PR. And they're like, oh, we've got information that you're seeing a woman. Would you like to confirm or deny? And she's like, God, even in this moment, like, I'm still getting hot, like, remembering being in that, like, position. But it's so sad. <laughs> it's so sad to think about. She's like, I'm like... I had broken up with my husband. We were having a divorce, but like, you know, we were in the process of a divorce, but I was only three weeks into this whole thing. And 
suddenly she hears the words come out of her mouth, confirm. So Jenna says in a confessional, even though it was difficult, she's really gracious to everybody that she worked with at the time and how everybody was incredible. Uh, not her mom, but everyone else. So Aaron asks her if she's dating and she's like, yeah. And they're like trying to figure out who the lucky lady is, but Jenna doesn't want to say. And Sai kind of says in a confessional, like, you know, my husband, why am I not allowed to know who you're dating? And it's like, well, I mean, that's really easy for us as straight people to say, right? Like, different circumstances you know so a producer does ask jenna like why do you keep their identity a secret and jenna's like you know my life is public you know this is my choice and if they choose not to like be part of that i have to respect that but i do wonder like at what point does that maybe become unsustainable (laughs) like if you're now partners on television and you're now like out and about in new york kind of feels like the same thing is going to happen. We're going to figure out who this person is. And there's something they're really going to have to think about. But that's y'all's issue. I don't, I don't know, girl. So then Jezel starts talking about how she got with her husband. She says they had been friends for years. And they were, like, both looking for an apartment. Because Papa was <laughs> getting kicked out of his place for having too many parties and being raucous. She was just about to move out of her mom's house. So they decided to be roommates, right? And they were both seeing other people. She was helping him with dating advice because he's like a nerd or whatever. And she says it didn't even occur to her to like be with him until her mom came in town and was like, girl, he's in love with you. So the interesting thing is like, okay, so do you love him? Or were you like, oh, this guy loves me and so I'll just go for it. I just really wonder. I want to see more warmth between them. Maybe I'm just being colored by the situation where this man has the nerve to tell her that he's about to fly to Asia because he needs some, like, alone time, leaving her with two kids. (laughs) That's just so wild to me. (laughs) It's giving Ralph in in Atlanta. Maybe that's why I'm just, like, I'm not seeing it. But I would like to. So then Jenna asks Jessel, did you guys have sex a lot? like in the early days and Jezel's like yeah we were married for seven years before having kids and that she would get stressed out and really like talks about the culture of fertility in the Indian world and um how like it's just not something you really talk about there's a lot of shame around it if you're having issues right so she's like yeah I mean I would get really stressed out people would ask when are we having kids but what they didn't know is that they had been trying but Jezel had what she calls an unidentified fertility object. So she had to go through five cycles of IVF. I shout out to her. That does not sound fun. It does sounds very stressful and very like exhausting on your body. I can't even imagine. So like I said, she's tells the ladies about how like an Indian culture, it's really taboo to like not have kids and, people gossip about you and then she says that even though she's really close to her mom her mom does not know like as of her telling these women that she went through IVF like has no idea and then Jezel says in a confessional that she just didn't want to continue the narrative that she was weak so she just continued on as though everything was fine which might be something to look at Jezel I don't know if this is like just about the fertility if you know what I mean something to look at 
So then, uh, Jessel says, you know, now that I think about it, I'm probably like so scarred from the IVF and like the work and the scheduling that comes like you can only have sex at this time and whatever that maybe like Pavit was on a schedule and like maybe now that we're done with that, he might feel like kind of discarded. And Sai's like, here we are having breakthroughs at Topping Rose. Era then says she's going to go to the bathroom, right? Sai goes with her. Uber, Uba goes with her. Uba, like, I don't, how the hell did they make it into the kitchen? I don't know. For some reason, Erin is also in the kitchen, but she's horrified that Uba's more in the kitchen than she is, which is weird. Um, cause she keeps, she keeps screaming. Cause once again, you're also in here. So I don't know why it's less appropriate for you. Cause you're basically doing the same thing. You're just closer to the door. Anyway, I don't know. Erin does say, thank God Uba doesn't drink. Cause if she had one sip of champagne, I'd be like, I'm out of here. If this is her sober, no thank you. <laughs> so then, Uba goes into what looks like the dry pantry of this restaurant and is like, oh, look, you guys, this is how I make my rice and beans taste so good. And she pulls out a can of coconut milk and she's like explaining, like, you have to get the unsweetened kind. That's re- what really helps. Um, you guys, if you guys are not on coconut rice, what are you doing? Delicious. Delicious. Anyway, so... She comes out of the table. She's like, I'm going to give it to Jezel to give to her husband. As what? A lube? And then why, Uba, did you stuff the can down in your pants and then go up to Jezel and be like, this is for your husband? (laughs) Why did that happen? I love her. I love her so much. So Jezel tries to leave, or excuse me, Uba tries to leave Jezel that can of coconut milk. And she's like, "Um, I really don't want this. No, thank you. And then... (laughs) So she pushes it back to Uba, and then Uba pushes it back to her and goes, you have an English accent. They're not going to arrest you. Aaron is absolutely mortified and is, like, begging, begging Uba, please take this can back. This is so inappropriate. But Uba's like, do you know how much I just paid for this salad? It's fine. I can steal a can. (laughs) You know what I think I love? I love somebody who is beautiful, like, so beautiful, that they just, like, don't have consequences. And I think I really love it when that woman is black. <laughs> the weird, just, like, Uba's so hot that, like, she just gets to act like this. And I'm not even, like, mad at it. There's really nothing to be mad about. I find her strange and delightful. I'm having a great time. I just love that she's able to be this. This person. I love her. I mean this legitimately. So then everybody gets back to the house and they start putting on the lingerie that Jenna, Jenna got them. Uba starts talking about like, who is this lady that picked this out for me? Did she think I was a grandma? I'm offended. And then she says in a confessional, Erin got this like cute two piece. Has she seen my body? Like, fair enough. Fair enough. It didn't look like lingerie. Like it was cute, but it looked like, um... Vegas card girl or something. You know what I mean? Like, she looked like she would be handing out cigarettes or something like that. So she's running around the house screaming, I look like a grandma. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. But then she goes up to Jenna. It's like, I'm just kidding. I love it. Like, it's fine. Right. But then. Jessel comes down and she's wearing that nighty. And will I say, was it particularly flattering? Not exactly. Was it the worst thing on the planet? No. Would I have shut my ass up because it was a gift? Yeah. Yeah, I would have. 
Did Jezel do that? No, she did not. In fact, she had a lot to say. I hate it. This anybody anybody who thinks this is sexy is crazy. <laughs> I look like a Christmas tree. This is not my vibe. I don't like the color. I don't like the fabric. I don't like all of this. Like I hate it. This like I'm gonna throw up. This is ugly. Why would anybody do this to me? I hate this. <laughs> like just going on and on. Seemingly no idea that like this is a gift. Somebody gave this to me. It wasn't a gag gift. We don't have to, like, go in so much about how much you hate it. Clearly what's going on is that Jezel is insecure. Like, she doesn't feel great. She's seeing that her tag on the size tag is a large. She's like, who wants to see that? It should be an extra small or a small, which is like Jezel. As a person in the fashion world, like, let's break the chain of that, please. Please. But... Yeah, I mean, mostly it was just like, she's just going in and in and in about how much she hates us. And Jenna's just sitting there like, mm-hmm. <laughs> in a confessional, she's like, it's kind of surprising to me that Jezel has no connection to the fact that this might be really rude or offensive. Like, I don't get it. I'm completely dumbfounded, honestly. Erin is like, she's going on and on and on about how much she hates it and She's being a huge bitch. And that's the surprising part. She doesn't see it. And then size doesn't a confessional. <laughs> Just wrap it all up. I can see that this is horrifying, Jenna. But at the same time, Jenna doesn't have the balls to say, can you stop? Because if, if it was me, I'd be like, bitches, give me my stuff back. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. I, I'm, I'm of all sides. Like, I don't know if I'd be like, bitch, give my stuff back. But I would definitely have been like, okay, well change then like because you were not gonna do this it, it was too much a little too much anyway y'all let's have a great week i don't know why i said that have a great week why not thank you guys so much for speaking thank me for listening love you yeah.